This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. All right, everybody, welcome to the show, Life's a Banquet, the show that's edible, spreadable, and Zara. Horrible! Starring your hosts, me, Brett and Scott, and me, Zara Tangora. A show about chocolate and wine and bread, champagne and scandal and crackers in bed. I'm drunk! <laughs> Always. Life's a banquet, life's a banquet, life's a banquet, life's a banquet! Want another? Consider it done. Welcome to Life's a Banquet, the show about the highs and lows of all things edible, spreadable, and pourable with your hosts, Breton Scott and Joe Rogan, Zara Tangora. Breton! Hey! Hi! How's it going? Good, I'm still recovering. From what? Uh, from the excitement of last night. What happened? Uh, well, I believe you were there. There was a wonderful live radio show you oh, hosted. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, 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 uh, yes. So last night, uh, we would just like to and thank you, everybody. Uh, there was a fabulous live show that HRN, Heritage Radio Network, which is what you're listening to right this second. Uh, there was a live show. We interviewed Dana Cowan, Kat Johnson, who Jenny Britton Bauer... Allie Kane. Al, yeah, that's right. Allie the Sussmans. Kane. Those but crazy brothers. Max and Eli Sussman. So it was a lot of fun. Thank you, everybody. That was kind of a blast. It was a blast. We want to specifically thank the Elvis that showed up at the end uh, to grace us all with a Elvis wonderful... Elvis Presley came in, or at least he looked just like him. He looked just like him. Uh, big ups to Elvis. Gene DiNapoli. You can find him on the web at NewYorkElvis.com. He was fabulous for all your Elvis Highly needs. recommend. Wonderful human being. Great Elvis. Great guest. Great, great guest. And also, please uh, check out Wildflower NYC and Cookie Crumbs Bakery. And thanks to Paris Gourmet, Wolfer Estate, Samisa, Haven's Kitchen. And, and a mass gin. And a mass I mean, how could we forget a mass gin? I got, I got gin drunk last night. Yeah, samesies. Woo! Wow. Well. well, I guess we shouldn't. Should we just talk? Oh about yes, right. The, there's an amazing guest in the yeah, corner. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I was just getting excited about the gin. Yeah, <laughs> Please. I didn't want to talk and like I, that would be weird. This third voice just <laughs> piping in about how I wanted to be drunk on gin. Got it. Well, in case you didn't recognize uh, that voice, this is this is right here in front of us talking live into these microphones is Gail Simmons. Hi. Hi. True. Yes. Truth. <laughs> so, Gail Simmons, in case uh, you haven't been alive for the last. 20 years or 700 years. 700 years. <laughs> <laughs> is the original host, or the original uh, judge, 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 yeah. judge of Top Chef. Yeah. You were on season one. I was. Right? I've and, been on every season. Actually, yeah, it's more or less. I've been on every seasons? season. How many seasons? Uh, there's been 16 seasons. Whoa. Oh I was four when we started oh. the show. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I thought um, so. I was very, I was a prodigy. A child, a childhood <laughs> Super judge. Super taster. Um, <laughs> Yes, there have been 16 seasons, although this past season I was on it only in a limited fashion because I was on maternity leave. They literally started production three days before I gave birth, so oh my I gosh. took a little leave of absence, but I will be back. <laughs> oh my gosh, did they write you into the show like how they do on Seinfeld with yes. Elaine and they're they're like make you wear, like stand behind things <laughs> no, and wear so big No, you can't do that in, we are woke. <laughs> you Perfect. women, you can't do that okay, anymore, yeah. thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, but they did write my pregnancy into the show, right? Okay. I say right, but let's be clear, it's reality television, there is no actual writing right um or wrong it's all right. real right. <laughs> it's all real <laughs> right it's all real no there's i mean but there's no like kind of you know scripting of lines but right. they did um 
explain my absence, I did an episode at the very beginning of the season. I was way too pregnant to travel. I, I literally gave birth three days later. That's but crazy. at the very beginning of the season, they flew food to me that the chefs had prepared literally on a plane. What? My friend Nilu, who filled in for me last season, wow, carried food on her lap on a plane from Kentucky to New York to Brooklyn and delivered food for me in my kitchen to taste and judge as a challenge so that, and we did it via Skype so that the contestants could like just see how really enormous I was. I was like an (laughs) Oompa Loompa. But, um, and then I was gone because I, my water broke like literally 48 hours later. And then, uh, I came back towards the end of the season several weeks later for one episode just to sort of meet them and, and get to do one episode of that season before. Oh, fun. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting. It was fun. And I was like, you know, I was charmed that, um, the show did that instead Took of just like of having you. me yeah. disappear, That's which so, was appreciated because fam- I was alive. Yeah. I was yeah. still there. Was That's existing. really sweet. I'm picturing you getting a bite of the first bite of the food and being like, um, it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on guys, you can do better. It feels like it's been sitting around a long time. No, they actually did it sort of like a meal kit so that they brought it to me three quarters of the way, but the proteins were raw, so I had to cook them per their instructions. Oh, that's cool. That way, that was part of the judging. Did they write the instructions Hmm. well enough that I could follow their recipe and produce the same result that they would have produced, and that was part of the setup of who would win or not. Wow. Yeah, it was smart. That's really fun. Okay, so your last cookbook was called Bring It Home. Yes, Bring It Home. Bring, what? Bringing it home. Yeah, bringing yeah. it home. So they brought that. They, they brought, sure they were did. Like, they brought it. They were like, bring the fish. No, actually bring the food home to her now. And actually have her judge it. Bring it so now. how that cookbook is all about, right? It's home cooking. It's yes. Just, very so, much so. Oh, how was how that? I mean, sure. Um, it, it was wonderful. It came I read out about a year ago. Thank you. It was the culmination of many, many years of traveling and working on the road, shooting Top Chef, working with Food Wine Magazine, and sort of my journey from childhood into a career in food media and the travels and twists and turns and the very circuitous path I took to get where I am and the recipes that have inspired me along the way. And not just the recipes from other people, but recipes from my lifetime and my travels that I, in real life, bring home adjust, tweak, edit, and make my own and integrate into my life and who have sort of shaped, sorry, not who have, but which have shaped who I am. Um, And they're the way that I love to eat, but that are so heavily influenced by- We are what we eat. We are what we eat. And we are also (laughs) like an amalgamation of those stories and those flavors. And so um, people always ask me, what's your favorite food to cook or what's your favorite food to eat? And what I love so much about eating at this very moment in time in New York City, where I'm lucky enough to live, um, is that I don't have to have a favorite kind of food, right? We can eat um, Indonesian or Turkish for breakfast and then eat Vietnamese for lunch and then eat like regional Chinese or there's Italian a, there's for dinner. There's probably like yeah. a Turkish Vietnamese fusion restaurant. I'm sure there is. They're like, well, my mother was good. Turkish and my father <laughs> right. was Vietnamese, so I combined That's them right. both. We and... eat like Jewish sushi down the street. That's right. Here, right? That's right. Whatever there is. So Shalom Japan. That's right. Oh, is that good? So all of those things are how we, I think, as Americans. I'm not actually American. I'm Canadian. But that's my oh, story. Well, she's about that she's better than us. As North Americans, well, maybe. Um, no, different, different uh, 
let's just say Better. different. Um, but, um, we can eat so many things and incorporate all of those things. And of course you want to have reverence and respect for their purest versions, but also um, I'm so inspired by the ingredients of other places and I lug home, as we all do when we travel, those memories and, 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 and uh, taste memories that are so, so important. And so when I have the chance to eat them or recreate them or the things I crave are always sort of the last place I went. Totally. And that's where I'm kind of dreaming about and want to revisit. So that's the food I end up making for my family. And so that was what was it. Can I ask you a question? I yes. like to ask everybody this that cooks. Do you, because I'm kind of both, and Zara, you might I'm be nervous. too, but no, 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 yeah, what is, no, uh, do you eat to cook, or do you cook to eat, or both, depend, I've never been asked some, that question, well, I don't know, I always That's ask, a good like, question, Brent. sometimes I'm always like, do I like cooking a lot, or, it's very meta, because I get, well, sometimes I'm like, oh, I gotta cook, I gotta cook, and then I, yes. and then I don't want to eat it, right, you're like, just take it, take it, like, I just want to make this for everybody yes. else, and, I think both, I think you're right, I think, there are times when I, I need food on the table and it's a chore or I'm just hungry and I need to cook something or I need to feed people so there's purpose. But in my life, certainly there's a lot of times when I am cooking for the act of cooking because, because I'm inspired, yeah. because I love it, because I find it really calming because it's my happy place. It's the place I find my rhythm. I clear my head. You know, it's almost for some people like working out is that, and I'm yeah. like, those people are cray. But <laughs> that's, no, that's not I, true. I, I, am I that get person. that too. And, and it is my, it is me too. Like I, I definitely understand. It's, I like, work it's an out energy so release. I can eat. Right. We all do. We all do. That is the single purpose. That's, that's the, the only, only purpose, reason yeah. for working out. Anyone who um, says it's for the mental stability is right. a liar. No. Um, no, but I do, I do appreciate that. The energy release, the endorphin rush, and for me, the kitchen is the same. It is a place where I work it out. So I, I work like out my that. head. I work out, yeah. and I, I love the, the new satisfaction, <laughs> right? Of just like that accomplishment. Of I love the tangibility of cooking, and also I think that I'm not alone. Most cooks, chefs, um, cook because it is so satisfying to create and it doesn't take six, you know, it's not like creating a giant canvas. It is immediate. And then not only is the, is the finished product pretty immediate, but then the results, you know, the reviews, you give right. it to someone and it helps them. It makes <sighs> them happy. It nourishes yeah. them. And that is very satisfying too. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the one thing I've always said about cooking in general and professionally, especially is that yes. the results are immediate, which is great. And then at the same time, there's almost, it's so urgent. I think that's why in yes, restaurant like kitchens. Rare as a craft. Right. That it is so such an urgent, like tangible thing. Totally. And <sighs> I, I think that's the thing that in kitchens and professional cooking situations makes it so high pressure and why you see chefs freaking out and everyone's getting like there and it's like it's just food it's like well no it's also just this immediate thing it appears right away you and you eat and there's it, so many variables so and many the variables. temperature and the doneness and the precision and the science i mean yeah. there's a lot of factors that yeah. that make it very intimidating and very urgent and also incredibly satisfying and relaxing totally what's something and what we always kind of start off when mm -hmm. we talk we talk about like what we've cooked this week or something or like the top thing you've cooked uh, what did what did everybody what did you do or Zara what did you do and I have to think about that I feel like you guys probably, Zara what did you cook because what you, did I, I make saw this week? some pickles in your fridge well I did <laughs> a single gal like me makes a lot of pickles because I get very turned on by the farmers market so I go out to the market and I'm like <laughs> I need some snap peas I'm gonna get my Martha Stewart on anybody sidebar notice that Martha Stewart really cooked a lot of snap pea recipes in her life much more than the average person snow peas I mean I think snow she's done snap. a lot of things more than the average yes, person that's like true. riding horses and raising ducks and <laughs> that's true riding horses in the water yeah she has um, passenger pigeons now too. 
What's that? I'd Does she have three-eyed ravens? Oh my uh, God! What? What in the hell? Are you probably. She probably has. I wouldn't four put of it them. past her. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, that's so funny. I've revived one from an old genetic. genetic <laughs> right. <laughs> but I corrected the genetic code because it wasn't quite right. <laughs> oh, that Martha. Anyway, back that. to me. Um, I am a single gal, and so I get a lot of stuff from the farmers market, and then I'm like, oh wait, I'm not going to eat all of this. I'm not going to really make anything. I don't have any time. I'm not going to just cook for myself. So I end up doing a lot of pickling. So yes, I have a jar of mixed pickling right now going on which is kind of like okay didn't fit i didn't finish this this week i have like a giant ball jar and i'm just like i'll smush some smush some asparagus into it something becomes jardinera everything tastes like asparagus now i made that and then i actually also made something that i have i have a little present for you guys which i'm going to get out in just a moment that is based around our topic this week. our topic this week yeah what 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 did you make uh, uh, um what did i make he's been cooking for Three days. Yeah, I've been cook- I, I was cooking for a restaurant, so I don't know what did I, I made. Somebody made chicken. I made what lamb? Fried lamb today. What we did the fried hell? fried lamb chops. Wow! Oh my Just god, they like were incredible. Throw them right in the right deep into fryer? the deep fryer. They were braised first. Oh, okay. And then fried. And Just they had this. Up. They had this like cumin crust on, and it was kind of. I'd eat that. I would be on. Yeah, it was really good. Sorry, our invitation I... got lost in the mail. What did you? What did, oh yeah, me too. <laughs> um. Let's see. I, I made kids, a big uh, tomato, like really reduced tomato sauce on Sunday night. Ooh. Like really That's veggie, so heavy, yeah. yummy, Yum. simple tomato sauce. And then I've made about 17 salads and roasted some broccoli. Yum. In, I mean, that's all I can think about. That's all. Um, that's a lot. 17 salads. Oh, and a lot of eggs because I have two very young children. So that's, the, that's pretty eggs much Eggs are the it. best. Yeah. Oh, and some... Um, well, really, my father did them, but I'm going to say I sort of helped make some grits Ooh, the other day. My father grits. eats grits for breakfast almost every morning. Really? Wow, yes. every morning. Is that a Canadian thing? Well, he eats thing? some, interestingly, no, at all, at all. It's not a Canadian thing because we don't have a South, so we don't yeah. have like a culture of grit right, right. growing, eating corn. Um, but my father eats a hot cereal for breakfast every morning, mm. and he was visiting, and he, it's that's, something he does so for Cana- his grandchildren. That seems so Canadian, right? It like is hot, so earnest. Hot, yeah. like a warm bowl of porridge. Nuts. Hot? Did you eat hot grape nuts? Remember? Did you ever do uh, that? No, but of course I know grape nuts. Oh, yeah. He eats a lot of like oats and um, mill, like um, millet, millet and and sorghum Ooh, and wow. cream of wheat. It comes from his actually. He's from South Africa, and it oh, comes wow. from that's his South African right. upbringing. Like it's very British, right? Sort of like hot porridge and. He'll put co- chocolate, like cocoa powder in it and Yum. make it chocolatey for my children. And my daughter, I thought, you know, oh, this is something so important to my dad. She's going to just like throw it in his face. Be like, no, I don't want to eat that and be a brat about it. Yeah. And she actually loves it. And when he comes to visit, she knows I'm going to get, she Hot calls it por- porridge, which is like weirdly, it sounds like I'm serving her gruel yeah. every morning. But- <laughs> like the fairy tale, the grim yes. fairy tale. Oh, like, ah. But, you know, so sometimes he'll make grits. Um Yum. as that and we'll put some maple syrup and like um, milk in it for her in the morning so he made some and I like helped him you know finish them and serve them to the kids yum oh, two to three generations of cooking in yes. the family that's, that's adorable there well we one other thing that I made this week relates to our topic and I have a little mm-hmm. jar of it an adorable ball jar for each of you oh I gosh. have prepared a strawberry salsa. Sure. Oh, did you say is... a salsa with strawberry? Well, that's right, Brent. I did say a salsa with strawberries. Now say that ten times fast. It's a tongue twister. Strawberries. I lost. It actually is very hard. <laughs> strawberry salsa. Who would have thought you could make salsa with strawberries? I mean, who knew? So I made a little strawberry salsa. There's um, 
some chili, some ginger, some vinegar. It's pretty tasty. Lots of cilantro, strawberries, some cherry wow. tomatoes. This all sounds delicious. Yeah, it's pretty good. And that's Thanks. because, ladies and gents and germs out there, today's topic, as you may have guessed it, is... Fresas. Oh, that's Spanish for strawberry. Fragola. Fragola. Oh, that's Italian. Fragol. <laughs> what? What's French? Fres. 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 De bois. Fres. Yeah. Fres. So we're talking strawberries this week. Um, I have a couple of fun facts about strawberries. You know that strawberries aren't a berry? That was one of my facts. Well, God damn it. (laughs) Hey, no swearing. They have seeds on the outside, (laughs) right? Is that why? They're crazed. They're they're called like a receptor, basically, Mm -hmm. which is where fruit and vegetables get sexual. And I want to keep PG, so I just turned that right off. I said, I'm not reading any more about this. There's approximately 200 seeds, which are actually each of those is an ovary. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That's wow. like how the science of it works. That, that so they're is super fertile. Yeah. Super fertile. Wow. And Even we're... into their later age, I wonder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're just A really curious. old strawberry. Um, wait, so are there any other fruits that are like that? No. It's the only one. That is the only fruit that is like that, that has seeds like that all over the outside. I mean, rasp berries have seeds, but they're but not they're quite on the outside. They're like hidden under yeah. those yeah. billowy sacks of you know what that juice. is kind of one time i <laughs> used my iphone camera and i took a really close-up of a strawberry and it looks it looks like a nose like a nose with a lot of blackheads yeah it's not yeah. it's <laughs> i almost never ate strawberries again right but here we are i just took a sip of the salsa um yeah so the modern strawberry that we have in america is called a virginia strawberry that's right the virginia strawberry which often grows in people's backyards which i never had that growing up all we ever had was dandelion greens in my backyard which my Grandfather would pick and make us eat for dinner as mm. a child, and I still like them. Yeah, they're good. even still they are they are good. But a Cancer little kid fighting. eating a dandelion green. No, I'm like why <laughs> do the other kids eat chicken nuggets and we're and eating strawberries? Yeah, and <laughs> strawberries. We're eating out right. of the fucking uh, driveway. It was ridiculous. But you There's know, our purslane salad. Things yes. were different back then. Americans, I'm not sure about Canadians. I would assume probably the same. Damn. Eat about 3.4 pounds of strawberries every single year. That's a lot of. Each person individually? Each human, adult, and yeah, child. Yeah, I mean, I think I probably eat way more than that. Uh, same. 2.4 pounds? Oh, yeah. I go through that in like two days in June and July. It did not yeah, sound... Yeah, right, yeah. It didn't sound right to me. Um, well, we're lucky because we have access to good strawberries. That's right? true. Don't. You but know, they the are difference luxury. between a, a Driscoll's... Driscoll's, right? Driscoll. Yeah. Which, you know that they apparently use slave labor, I read? I don't know if this is true or not. But anyway, just not that I'm dissing Driscoll's. No, you should. Uh, they're they're a really bad company. They're, I think they're a bad company. They're horrible. Uh, but between that and mm-hmm. you, you get that fresh strawberry that is actually sun ripened in the garden. Oh, yeah, you it's can't. A like a Harry's a, berry. Do you know what the Harry's oh, is? Oh, the Harry. We always used to get those at Brucey. Those Harry's berries are the best yeah, strawberries really, They figured around. it out. Yeah. They figured it out. I was just in Japan a couple of weeks ago. Did you oh get my the, God. Did you get a thousand dollar chair? I got like I did. white <laughs> strawberries, which I think you can find here. There's green strawberries, certainly, that like chefs cook with because they're just like unripened right. strawberries. But white strawberries, fully ripened, white. I have a picture, which will not help our listeners yeah but, but you can imagine the color white it, but they're white <laughs> strawberries so sweet and juicy we wow. found them in the skiji market which is like the fish market and also there's a lot We're of all like ingredients expensive. And things. Yeah, yeah and one of the chefs i was with was like oh i gotta buy these i gotta buy these in um our host decided to buy them for us as a gift um 
as part of our lunch to eat with our lunch. And then we found out later, you know, I'm glad we didn't buy them, but also they were like $1,000. Maybe not $1,000, but That's they were very they can, expensive. They really? Very expensive. Ja- in, you know, they like individually wrap every single wow. strawberry. I mean, it's all wow. crazy, but they were, I mean, they were worth it. Totally worth it. Oh, somebody, tends, somebody tends to that berry for the duration mm-hmm. of its berry life. Right. It has its own berry babysitter. And yeah. then I devour it. And you devour oh, it. And like one bite, you're like, oh, this is like, very mm. special. <laughs> okay, next. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, also, I wanted to mention to you guys that a strawberry is a member of the rose family. So mm. you can stop and smell the strawberries while you're smelling the roses. And then I just wanted to quickly remind everyone about Daryl Strawberry, America's Sweetheart. Uh, no, <laughs> yes, yeah, he's America's okay. sweetheart on the '86 Mets. Uh, lover of cocaine, sleeper. He used to sleep with women during the ball game. He would point to them and then summon them to the bullpen. Um, he had a run in, a couple runs, run-ins with the law. Kicked out of the Major League Baseball uh, league four times for using cocaine. And uh, yeah, all around p- pretty bad guy. His but now he's a ther- yeah. <laughs> now he's a, a preacher. Okay. Yes. So he's cleaned up so his ass. Second go. chances. Change your change your last name if it's strawberry. Totally. But he's an important strawberry. Um, that's <laughs> he's the bad kind. Of, he's a Driscoll strawberry. That's Is the, that his? Was his real last name strawberry? Yes. He's truly named Daryl Strawberry. I think he's Daryl Strawberry Senior. So there's now a Daryl Strawberry. One. Yeah. There's a bunch of strawberries hmm. out there, but it's not really necessarily probably more than he even kind. knows. Oh yeah. Oh there's God. strawberry. Uh, there's pasture a- strawberry. I have a question. <laughs> uh, I've sinned and I. Pastor strawberry. That's crazy. And then I just want to tell you one quick strawberry joke. What do you call a sad strawberry? I don't know, Zara. What? A blueberry. Oh, I'm going to tell <laughs> that to my one. daughter tonight. I mean, my daughter one. has this. This is maybe a weird story to tell you, but she has <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> this thing, game she likes to play where she, she's young. Old enough to go to the bathroom by herself, but not always old enough to wipe herself. Oh, okay. It's okay. So we're at I that. Remember, yeah. You know, yeah. that happens. That's the stage of life. Sure. Um, but she won't let me into the bathroom. She likes her privacy. Oh. So she'll close the door and do her business, which I appreciate. Yes. But then she won't let me in until I tell a joke. Oh. <laughs> so she'll be like, nope, can't come in until. And not only does it have to be a joke, <laughs> but it has to be a joke that she likes. Oh, she better. I hope she likes this one. And so I'm always looking. I'm oh often I'm like scrambling on the Google. <laughs> To find a good knock on How many jokes a day are you joke. telling? I mean, you know, so she's fickle about it. Oh Sometimes she's cool. So I'm all, I need some good, wholesome jokes. So that's going to help. That's amazing. I love her. Like, how did you fall into your stand up career? Be like, well, yeah, you my, know, daughter. my daughter's ass yeah. a lot. I had to wipe a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That, as she gets older, she's probably going to like, the material's going to change. So pretty soon you're going to be doing like Ronnie Dangerfield <laughs> material. <laughs> also, she's going to one day hear this and yeah. be really pissed that I told we'll, that story. We'll delete this immediately after. <laughs> Um, so we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, Gail is going to grace us with an amazing story about strawberries. Come back, please. <laughs> My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Did you ever... Did anyone actually ever see that though? The Sue Simmons thing? No, but heard about it, of course. It's one of the funniest things. It's the funniest things. thing. Whenever yeah. I'm in a bad mood, I just watch it. And yeah. then she comes back, she's like, I'd like to apologize. <laughs> I was uh had a work related issue and I did I definitely acted up and uh, shouldn't have said those things. <laughs> Sue 
Simmons. You know, we all have all done it. I love it now. Oh, of course. Hot mic. All right. So, Gail, you have a story for us about strawberries. I'm um, very I do. I do. so excited about this because... Well, I mean, it's not like the most... Yeah. I all right. Mis- You're like, don't get excited. Mystical, <laughs> mysterious story, but it's one that I actually didn't know. I knew sort of bits and pieces of it, but didn't know all the details until you told me to think about strawberries. And... <laughs> When I think about strawberries and things related to strawberries, and you and I talked a little bit about it, I think about the Beatles and Strawberry Field. And most people, including myself, don't know the story of Strawberry Fields with an S. Um, I don't. I don't either. Oh, I've never heard of the Beatles either. Are they good? Let me tell you about the Beatles. (laughs) Um, So one of the most famous Beatles songs, obviously, that we all probably know, and if you don't, you should... Listen, try Figure that out. Yeah. Like, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, so, it, you know, one of their most favorite famous songs ever was a song that John Lennon wrote in the summer of 1966. The Beatles were actually on a bit of a hiatus, um, but this song was a big piece of their comeback to um, to music. And he wrote it not about the field in Central Park that came much, much, much later. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, but I will tell you about why that. I mean, obviously that field is named after the song. Right. Um, But about an orphanage that was down the street from John's childhood home. And it was a a girl's orphanage, an all-girls orphanage. And he did not have an incredibly happy childhood. This is, you know, what I've learned on the internet. So I'm going to keep it brief and hope that the facts are correct. Well, I really, you were so convincing. I was like... I'm just going to... Yeah. You were the official... I am the official Beatles archivist. archivist Right now. Um, So kind. Love so uh, John did not have an incredibly happy childhood and his father wasn't around a lot and he felt a little neglected and, you know, dealt with those feelings all his life. But there was this very mysterious building down the street that was a, a girl's foster uh, uh, orphanage run by the Salvation Army. And it was all girls. It later, many years later after um, John grew up, allowed boys as well but when he was growing up it was an all-girls orphanage and he had these dreams that even though it looked very foreboding from the outside and was this you know sort of mysterious haunting place he had a lot of dreams and sort of daydreams and stories that he would make up to himself about the fact that if he could climb the walls and go over it um it would be a magical, beautiful place with gardens and and happy, happy things wow. that he couldn't experience. Um, and the place was called Strawberry Field. That was the name oh, of the orphanage. Wow. Oh my God! Field singular. Okay. Um, no S at the end. And so he wrote this song about strawberry, sort of using Strawberry Field because it was such a beautiful name, but actually was the name of a not so happy place that he felt sort of reflected his own abandonment in childhood. Um, He used fields, plural. The song is very specifically Strawberry Fields, Strawberry Fields Forever. Yeah, forever. Um, Because it sounded better in the song. (laughs) Because he's an excellent lyricist. But let me take you down because I'm going to Strawberry Fields where nothing is real. Yeah. Strawberry Fields Forever. I feel like I would listen to any story that you would tell me. I know. I have so many stories. You're a very good I was like, yes. (laughs) Well, and then the follow-up is, of course, in Central Park, there is a giant, beautiful 
quiet place called Strawberry Fields. Um, and it was named after the song in memory of John. It was dedicated to John Lennon in 1985 on the 45th anniversary of his death. Oh my gosh. And to this day, even though John is from England, um, Birmingham, originally, I believe, although I can't. I'm not the archivist. I I am not the archivist. He, um, he lived the last year of his life in New York, right on Central Park West. He was shot on Central Park West. Um, and, and so they dedicated this field to him. And to this day on the anniversary of his birth and his death, you know, thousands of people from around the world flock to Strawberry Fields to pay homage to the great John Lennon. That's amazing. Is Strawberry Field, I'm embarrassed that I don't know this, near the Dakota? Like, is it, a, what, what's that, at like 72nd mm. Street or something like I that? I have that close, information yeah. very oh, yeah, was she has stumped. a t- stumped. What is this tiny <laughs> computer that you're holding in your hand? It is fascinating, isn't it? Um, <laughs> That's that is a great, you know yes, kind of- it's um, Central Park West between 71st and 74th. Okay, so yes, cool, yeah, awesome. Right there. It's interesting because the word strawberry evoked it is such a like strawberry. Yes, yeah, strawberry. I think is is evokes sweetness and springtime, yeah. and yeah, you know, happiness and growth and rebirth and like. Can you get upset? Juiciness. Can romance? you be in a bad mood yeah. when I say strawberry shortcake? No, no, you no. Can't. not I mean, unless you're not, deathly allergic one. to strawberries. Right. <gasps> oh, there are people that are really it's allergic true. to it's strawberries. Quite, uh, that is for me a surprising allergy because I always think peanuts and frog's legs and wheat, but strawberries? <laughs> frog's legs. <laughs> yeah, lots I, of people. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that's niche. But I will say <laughs> strawberries, after hearing from you that strawberries are a fruit unique in and of themselves, they are not a berry. Yeah. Sort of makes mo- more sense because you never hear about people having like blueberry or raspberry or blackberry allergies. Exactly. But you hear of a lot of strawberry allergies and clearly it ha- must have something to do with that outside. Totally. I don't know. Yeah, that like weird skin, outer layery thing. There's that, something yeah, the histamatic. Is totally. that the right word? Yes. Histamine-y. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't feel right, but you know what I mean. Totally. <laughs> yeah, this guy, I was listening to a podcast on the way over here just about strawberries and the guy who was, they were very sweet, but he was doing the podcast on strawberries and he's like, I'm allergic to strawberries, so I would never know if they tasted good or not. And then like five seconds later, he would say another fact about them. He's like, not like I would know because I would die if I even so saw one. Angry. Just skip <laughs> you know the what? strawberry podcast. Of anything <laughs> to be allergic to besides <laughs> eggs, perhaps. Strawberries would make me angry too. Yeah. Oh. Because they're sort of the perfect thing. So anyone listening who has a strawberry allergy, you are heard. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I feel your pain. <laughs> You're very, very recognized. A strawberry shortcake? I mean, that would be very sad. Actually, a strawberry jam? Yeah. Top five of all time. Top and anything, really, anything. Shake. Yeah. All of it. What? This is kind of a little oh, bit yeah, of a sidebar, yeah, yeah. but what would be the one thing that you would be allergic to that would be the hardest thing for you guys? What about you? Bre- bread. I thought you were going to say Breton. <laughs> no, no, bread. That would be bread. real hard. That would be bread. <laughs> I would I would say eggs. Yeah, or eggs would be e- tough. Yeah, God, but bread, you know, too, gluten would be hard for Bread me. would be hard. For me, I it would be on. lemons. If I could never have a lemon again, that would be it for me. Mm-hmm. Sayonara. Sayonara. Mm-hmm. Sayonara, it's like, you know, good thing we don't have to pick. No. Gratitude for not being allergic to anything. Thank yes. goodness. So this brings us to the segment we like uh, to call Chef Recommends. Chef Recommends, you stay out of the kitchen. So <laughs> this week we're going to do in our Chef Recommends alternate ways to use strawberries other than like, oh, you can make a jam. You can make a strawberry rhubarb pie. Like what's something kind of funky 
that you've either made or you could recommend for people to do with a strawberry that's kind of niche or avant-garde? Um, you know, I don't know if either of these things are avant-garde per se, but here are things that I like to do with strawberries. Perfect. I do really like to pickle them. Oh, yeah. So you're talking about I've pickling them. Sure. Especially if you have some strawberries that aren't as like juicy and, and yeah. prime as you hoped that they would be. Absolutely. You know, if they're, as long as they're not too, too ripe that they'll disintegrate. Yeah, yeah. Um, even a green strawberry, like a slightly underripe strawberry, but pickling strawberries is really delicious. And what do you put them on? Oh, everything. You put them with anything rich. So like chopped liver. Yeah. I don't know. Um, oh my God. Uh, or, of course, Gail Simmons is like, I'd randomly just made some chopped liver with some pickled, well, pickled strawberries, which sounds like fabulous. Chopped liver. But you know, then you're like, if you're going to get real faint, but like, you know, rich cheese, anything that you would eat a pickled vegetable with really, um, I think pickled strawberries yeah. would be a, a good way to go. Um, another thing that I really love to do with strawberries is to grill or roast them. People often don't think about cooking strawberries, yeah. but if you you have to, if you're grilling them, you should you have to use a grill basket, like a very fine mesh mm-hmm. grill basket. Um, but you know, it really brings out their juices, yeah. gives them some smoke, and then they're so great as a topping for ice cream or yeah. yogurt oh, or wow. really just with a spoon, yeah. sort of like. It's sort of like jam, making them jammy, but you don't need to reduce them down that much that yeah. they totally break down. They still have their integrity, but have like a roasted, that warm so smokiness to them. Um, and that's a great like summer thing. Yeah. And the other thing I love to do with strawberries, which you can do with roasted strawberries um, or raw, is to make them into popsicles. Oh, yeah. I have um, an obsession with the popsicle from the ice cream truck that still exists and that existed when I was a child, like the strawberry shortcake popsicle, you know, the good humor classic that has the dehydrated, crunchy strawberry topping on top. And it's like a creamy strawberry popsicle inside. I love it, but I also, you know, it's sort of junky. Yeah. Um, so I've made a version before, and I, I liked it so much I put it in my cookbook. Oh, hi. Hi. There's a, a little a, dude hi. watching There's us. Hey, buddy. And he's like, why are you all in a box talking <laughs> with headphones, headphones on He's me. kind of looking at us <laughs> like we're fish, though. <laughs> Which I like, and I don't mind it. He's very cute. So I, uh, I put this recipe in my book because I came to love it so much, and my daughter loved it, kind of recreating yeah. that where I, like, roast strawberries and make a buttermilk strawberry popsicle you know just freeze them in popsicle Yum. Uh, Yum. put them in the blender with some buttermilk and some sweetness like simple syrup or whatever and freeze them in popsicle molds and then I, you can buy like um, dehydrated corn pops like cereal Ooh. and dehydrated strawberries you can literally buy dehydrated like bags of strawberries at Trader yeah. Joe's or something That's and right, crush yeah. them and stick them on the outside Ooh. of the strawberry and like so yeah strawberry popsicles that's a little Martha of you know. it is, it is like, a project you but you can also just make a strawberry popsicle like put strawberries yeah in a blender with some simple syrup and put them in a mold and right. make a popsicle and like a good strawberry popsicle I think so is good. just like a really good thing so so good Bretonian mm-hmm. what, what about you know, you I've been really using the freeze dried strawberries oh yeah lot. that's what yeah. I'm talking about yeah. so it's the same thing and I think the one thing that I just did was a Swiss, Swiss meringue buttercream Oh, so you re- and you know speaking what? of Martha, exactly. I, I, Who's calling who Martha? Now? Yeah. <laughs> but I did discover on the fabulous internet uh, on the Serious Eats website, which is Stella Parks. If you haven't ever, she's yeah, incredible, she's and I love her recipes. I love her writing. She's she's 
genius. But she makes a strawberry cake that actually has pureed strawberries in it. Mm. Like folded into the batter? Folded into the batter. Uh, And it's pink. And she said she wanted to emulate that strawberry milk from like the yeah. 1980s, yeah. like yeah, that yeah. kind of flavor. But she's like, I'm going to use real stuff. And the de- the freeze-dried strawberries really have that thing. So you do that with a... So pink. you like you soak them? You just puree you just, them. You, pu- it's but like you add of, water to them? No. The dehydrated strawberries? Oh, the... De- the you have to the, rehydrate them. You have to rehydrate no, them. No, the freeze-dried, you don't have to rehydrate. Well, what? they will just... Powder, they, you powder them. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I skipped that step in my head. I was like, obviously, you're already cuisinarting this, right? While we're while we're talking, did you sift it? I'm gonna, okay, cool. I'm gonna look it up because that sounds like a great yeah. Buzz up the the free powder them and then fold them into the batter. And you can do anything yeah. with just if you don't know what you with don't have to mix with spring buttercream, you could fold it into sure. like a regular American buttercream, whatever. But that's very smart. I love that. I guess um, it's kind of typical, but it's 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 not. It's a no, smart. It's, it's a great. It's a smart tip. I did not. Cool. I did not. I wish I could take credit for that, but but she's great, and her recipes are cool. That's awesome. What about you? Zara? Oh, what about well, She's like, well, um, I, <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. Huh. Anyway, <laughs> I made a twenty-two <laughs> strawberry <laughs> champagne. <laughs> that probably Zara would make that. I use them to make clothing. No, I like to do. So I'm thinking of particular. I like savory applications of strawberries. Um, I just want to touch on something you said about grilling them. Could you put them on a ske- on like a kebab, like a metal skewer? Yes. Oh, I, I yeah. I'm thinking that through, and you could. The only thing is that when they get soft and the juices, they'll melt off. Like I think that still keep them. on It something. would probably be better just to still keep them on like a grate or a basket. Okay. My friend Adam, who has one of those like incredible parisias in his oh, house, you know, like the yes. Spanish grills. Oh my God. He roasts strawberries all the time, and he takes like a fine mesh strainer oh and he just puts them in the strainer and puts the strainer right on oh the that's grill. cool that's and really cool and then you cool. can really oh, control just... the temperature by like moving it up because you don't want to like put them over crazy high right. heat and yeah like, they'll just melt you know burn the crap out of them you you need them to be sort of on yeah possibly even indirect heat and they get more smoky and right. soft and warm mm. than that, anything else that sounds amazing i actually i have a thing for like really burnt things so when i was mm. picturing that i was like oh a really like you know, when a marshmallow gets very yes, toasty. but I don't think they would... I don't think it would do like that the mi- yeah, I don't. Yeah. Think, I don't think they would crisp up. Agreed. There's too much yeah. uh, liquid in a strawberry. That's true. Okay, I digress. My thing with strawberries, my tip, is we used to have a salad at Brucey that I loved, and it was smoked almonds, anchovies, lots of mint, uh, some chilies, and, and strawberries. The strawberry I remember was, that salad. Yeah, it was the basis. I, I mean, it was, I'm making it tonight. You should. It was, that sounds amazing. It was really delicious, and I think just like... The combination of that salty. Was there lettuces? No, no. It was just strawberries. I'm just remembering putting it in my memory so that I can. I'll tell. Yeah, it's exciting. It's great. So I mean, and really any kind of nut, like a pistachio, would be perfectly fine. A walnut, even Mm -hmm. a. Dare I say a pecan or a hazelnut? <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> no, I think actually a, like a, a smoked almond yeah. or a pistachio sounds, sounds it was good. Really Strawberries good. and Robert. pistachios are a good combo. Really good. Mm. And the anchovies and like a little chili was delicious. Um, so let's then now segue to our last segment, which is going to be our top three, which is the most fun thing. Hey, bud. I want to ask top, this guy what his top three is. Maybe he wants to be a radio show host. That, be, that would be question. amazing. What's his top three favorite? What is everyone's top three favorite things with strawberries? Gail, do you want to begin? Yeah. Strawberries? Oh. No, I'm just saying. But I do. Hey, listen. Um, No, strawberries with whipped cream. Like Uh, straight up raw strawberries, dip them in the whipped cream. You don't need anything else. That was invented during Henry VIII's reign. Uh, by the by, the chef apparently he invented. You straw. serious? Yeah, yeah. I, wow. I, I looked, that was like one of the things I read this week. Oh my well, god! Well, that guy was a freaking genius. Genius. Yeah. 
<laughs> he probably got like he probably got killed. They're like, oh stupid yeah. chef. <laughs> um, so that I love. I really love strawberry shortcake. Like I know it sounds oh, no, super basic, yeah, but you were talking about it before. And if it's on a menu, I will make it. Or or even just like a strawberry um, crumb, like crisp. You know what I mean? Yep. Like just mm-hmm. simple. That to me is really good. That to me is really good. Really yeah. good. Um, the other thing I wanted to say as a sidebar is that when I had my daughter and she became old enough to eat ice cream and make her own ice cream choices, I felt this deep disappointment when like- she became a strawberry person because I am a chocolate person, oh, right? Interesting. Like, when I can order ice cream and I just get to choose my own ice cream, chances are I will choose something with chocolate in it, whether mm-hmm. it's mint chocolate chip or right. chocolate or co- and coffee chocolate, or dark butter, chocolate, yeah, chocolate yeah. peanut butter, all that stuff. That's where I lean. So when I, you know, as with a lot of things, when you become a parent, like you have to fight controlling the child who just is like adamant at being their own person. Can you imagine yeah. that? Yeah. God. Can you imagine That's, wanting to be? <laughs> no. And then you have to we like get over it and just let them be the strawberry person, even though you can't really imagine that you gave birth to a strawberry person. <laughs> so then I found myself eating strawberry ice cream, which I never used to do because she Look had at that. ice cream. Your daughter yeah. converted you. Well, it's not that she converted. It's just that all of a sudden, like, there was a strawberry ice cream with us. And not, I'm not saying that we had it every yeah. day, but, yeah. like, you know, I wouldn't get an ice cream. She'd get an ice cream. She'd only finish half her ice cream. So, of course, I'm, like, yeah. the garbage can. Yeah. I'm just going to finish eating the ice cream. <laughs> and then I realized that, like, good strawberry, this is oh. all to say yeah. that really good, it has to be good strawberry ice cream that's made with real strawberries is, like, a completely brilliant and beautiful thing, mm-hmm. and my daughter was onto something. As you learn, are millions you. and millions of people, but it was a very humbling, yeah, food moment for me when she basically schooled me in strawberry ice cream. Totally, wow. I know it's one of those things that you. Kind of, I've also had the same feeling about strawberry ice cream through the years. I'm like, eh, I'd always pick a coffee or I'm, I'm a mint chip person or mm-hmm. coffee or even a vanilla, but definitely strawberry ice cream is very special. And when it's good, it is good. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little sea salt on top. Yes, yum. What's what? it? No, yours. Oh, you heard yours. No. I'm, I'm dying. I'm hungry. Okay. My <laughs> number three favorite thing with strawberries of all time is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with strawberry jam. Yes. Classic. On white bread. Yep. No Delicious. Question. It's the only jam I want on a PB&J. Agreed. I mean, I, I would go grape jelly, but that's for the grape episode. Um, <laughs> I, I do prefer strawberry. Like, And I mean, like, I'm fine with a really shitty, like, Smuckers even mm-hmm. is fine for me. So, whatever. Sorry, Smuckers. Call me. Um, my, <laughs> at, at Smuckers. <laughs> and the show is brought to you by Smuckers. Smuckers. Um, my number two is actually strawberry ice cream. I love strawberry ice cream in a cone always. I'm a mm-hmm. cone person. A cup is basically mm-hmm. illegal for me. It's a cop out. It's a, it's a cup out. That's very true. And then my number one, obviously, duh, is strawberry rhubarb pie. Yeah. I love oh, it. Man. Oh, I love man. it. Yeah. It's the best. And I want to shout out my mom quickly who said that she had experienced the World's Fair and that she had waffles, Belgian waffles with whipped cream and strawberries for the first time. And it was like one of the best things, best experiences oh, of her life. Yeah, she asked yeah. me to mention on the show, Bobby, that one's for you. Breton. Okay. Number three, a strawberry. Um, oh, I just thought of this and then, I, and then I lost it in my head. A strawberry margarita frozen oh, oh yeah all right okay i, like I did that. them last year yeah. last year i would i had you know i've got my vitamix you have to have the vitamix don't even try don't even use an osterizer hashtag add vitamix yeah. <laughs> show brought to you by vitamix no Guys, but you um, are rolling in the dough today <laughs> and so i had this <laughs> i had so these rich. strawberries i was like oh is that cheesy and then remember i got obsessed and every yes 
three, actually pretty much every night for as long as my bottle would last of tequila or rum or whatever it was. Strawberry margaritas are with good strawberries yeah. are incredible. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't they be? You're making yeah. me want to take this strawberry salsa that you gave me and like just put tequila in yeah. You should. <laughs> you have like a strawberry. Which I may or may not do depending on how desperate I am later. Uh, and then <laughs> right. number two, I got to say is strawberry rhubarb. Um, strawberry rhubarb, anything crisp. Yeah. Like pie, lattice, crust, sheet pan, cake pan, whatever. Yeah. Put it in a shoe. <laughs> sheet cake. Put it in a shoe. <laughs> and then, you know, number one, my grandmother used to make this. I don't know a lot of grandmothers, but freezer, dra- freezer jam. Oh, yeah. And you they told would, me about you, that. So you don't really have to use sure gel or something. You you make freezer jam and you just like make the strawberries and you put it in your freezer and somehow you take it out of this freezer and you put it on hot whole wheat toast and then it's always in the freezer. So then you get the hot buttery Ooh. toast with crisp, cold freezer jam and it's always like, Oh my god! And we found, I'm founded by this. this it's is so freezer jam. It's amazing. a thing from like the fifth. I don't so know. wait, so you like make the strawberries on the stovetop? Yeah, I think they're or like maybe, cook them down the way you would make regular jam, and I've then never freeze done it. it. So it's so just I, frozen jam, but not that that's anything wrong with that. I'm no, just, it's yeah. just so interesting. Yeah, I'm I like, think there I'm was like this. a thing like it was when back when you know it used to be easier for housewives instead of like the canning method. Right, mm. right. I'm I think into it actually that. happened that really because cool. it's of kind when, of like a strawberry semi-fredo jam. Mm-hmm. It's it's something it's something it sounds else. Absolutely or maybe delicious. I just have a childhood memory but it's anyway. Well, maybe you were just <laughs> eating frozen strawberries like out of the, <laughs> out of the bag. Like, it's jam, right? I'm putting it on toast. They're like, "Yes, Brett, it's jam." <laughs> My first recipe, yeah. We're all out of time here. This really flew by because you're such an amazing guest. No. It was so fun to talk to you. No, it's great. It was really great. It was a great time. Gail, anything that you would like to tell us about you have coming up or you want to plug or where we can find you, follow you? Who are you? Uh, who knows? <laughs> who are you anyway? Identity crisis Your every Google, day. Yeah. I am Gail Simmons. You can find me at gailsimmons.com. Um, on Instagram, I'm Gail Simmons Eats. And... What is your home address? My, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I'm mostly in Brooklyn, but then I'm also all over the map. Cool. Both internally and <laughs> yeah. um, physically. So come find me. Cool. Perfect. Thank you. This was a great episode. And I just want to say, again, thank you so much to Heritage Radio for the wonderful live show we did last night. It was so amazing to hear all these wonderful, intelligent women and men speaking. Thank you again to Jean DiNapoli, our Elvis for the night. That was one of the most fun, exciting, special, lovely things. He was such a nice person. And to all our people who donated to the show, it was really great. And yeah. strawberries are delicious. And uh, you should buy them right now because they are prime in season. They're mm-hmm. peak season. They don't last all that long. When We only have them right in, through July, the beginning of July, and then mm-hmm. hasta, yeah. hasta la pasta, just like we say on the show when it's over. So everyone, have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining us. Tune in next week when our show will be sponsored once again by Smuckers and <laughs> Monsanto. Um, hasta la pasta, guys. Thank you so Ciao. much. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? 
rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.